לא? לא סייף. What are you doing over there on the computer? Okay. Okay, it's live, Yosef. Something's wrong with your phone. Okay. Sorry, boys. Love the beard. I can't tell you the wife online, the whole world hears it. Love the beard, Rabbi. What's going on with the eight minute daf? Don't fall behind. It's my phone number. Kitzer, this is another guy that likes my beard. Uh, don't get too excited. I heard that there's a heter this year because Rish uh, Chodesh falls out on Erev Shabbos. I don't know if people are going to use that heter. The Mishnah says it's mutter. The problem is with the Yehuda Chassid. I think Rabbi Yashu says it's 100% mutter. So I think I'm going to use that heter. I will go down 10 years, literally in age. 10 years. What's going on with the 8 minute daft? The 8 minute daft, whatever it was. No, we're holding daft mem vav. Jump ahead. We're, the, the 8 minute daft is on today's daft. Jump ahead and we'll make it up, Ezra Hashem. Here's from Michael Samperl. Uh, again, we're doing all these today. Um, I would like just, I'd just like to express... Ashes and, and oil in it. It's disgusting. So it's mukta. We said Rip Shimon doesn't hold it as mukta. Noilad is an egg that was born on Shabbos. It was born and created on Shabbos. And Yantit Noilad, according to Rav Nachman, we said yesterday Rip Shimon doesn't hold it as mukta. Others say he does. Basis Ladavar Asur, we touched upon it uh, the other day. We're going to talk about it a little bit today. It's support to mukta. So if you have a flame on top that's mukta, mukta. The dish itself is a buses to that flame. It's supporting the mukta. Mukta machmas, mukta le We had yesterday, 
like a sukkah, like the decorations of the sukkah are mukta because of the mitzvah. Very interesting, there's a taisvis, and I pointed it out yesterday as well. It's not really mukta to touch as much as it is mukta to uh, lessen it, make it like use wood of a sukkah, like 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 use oil from a, a candle of a candle, a shabbos candle is also mukta machmas mitzvah, we said. Muktzah Machmas Chesar and Kis spoke about it all the way at the end of Shir yesterday. We're going to kind of start off the Shir with it today. That is, if something's really expensive, like uh, the the knife of a mail, a painting, a becher, whatever it is, people set it aside. They don't want other people touching it. That itself creates a muktzah. And the final one, Mechuber or Mechusr basically something that was attached to a tree or un or not caught yet, like a deer. So they are muktzah. If a, if a apple falls off a tree, you're not allowed to touch it because it was connected to the tree. Let's see today's sugi. So that's just a chart. Not really a whole lot to do with our sugi today, but just to review the different muktzahs that we learned. Where, where are we? No. We're mem hey amid beis. So yesterday we, we were discussing that Rav Asi had a menorah fall on him. And refused to remove it with his hand. He said it's muktzah. What kind of muktzah is that? So we started off saying that perhaps it's muktzah machmas kviyas machem. It has a designated spot. It's a large thing. You don't move it, and that creates a muktzah. As the Gemara, two lines from the bottom. Varekilas chasanim. The adam Here's a kilas chasanim. It's two rods on the two sides of the bed and one in the center. You drape over your like some sort of sheet, and it creates a beautiful kilas chasanim. Yeah, some some people have beds like that today. In uh, in Africa, you'd have like a, a net. Now, because it's narrow on the top, we're not going to go into that. There's no tefach, so you're not creating an oil. So, you're allowed to put it together and take it apart on Shabbos. You're permitted to take it apart and put it together on Shabbos. Now, Kilas Chasanim has a designated spot. It goes right there in the bedroom on the left side. It doesn't move. So, it's Kaviyas Makai. Yet, you're allowed to touch it on Shabbos. So you see that there's no muktzah called kviyas makar. Which, by the way, on this chart right over here, it's similar to this muktzah called muktzah machmas chesar and kis. Something I put on the side, a painting, a, a very expensive piece of silver, muktzah machmas chesar and kis, I don't want to touch it. It's similar to that muktzah. Ella, Omar Abayo, Bishel Chuliyos, we're talking about a menorah that fell on top of Ravasi. Why didn't Ravasi move it? Because if this menorah was made out of different parts, comes, it comes together. It's like pieces. You see this copper menorah? How it works. Different pieces. That would be ushered to touch on Shabbos. Why? Because of Makkah Patish. If it comes apart, you cannot put it back together again. That would be Makkah Patish. Yesterday we had the Machlaikas. Oh, look at that. Michael Cohen has a beautiful copper menorah in his hand. Much nicer than the one I'm showing here. If you can see, hold on. 
I will flip this camera just so that people on YouTube know what I'm talking about. Pick it up a second, Michael. Here we go. Okay, very nice. Yeah, whatever. Tell me if I'm straight now. I don't know if I put it back straight. So, Rishlokish said that if it's a very small menorah, it's lightweight, you could carry it with one hand, it's not mukta. <laughs> but I could put it together apart. It's a Lego. What's the difference? Says the Gemara, so we have to change it around slightly. My chulios kein chulios. Like Michael Cohen's menorah, I'm pretty sure you cannot take his menorah apart. He probably soldered it together. Correct, Michael? Yes, he's shaking his head. Yes, he cannot take it apart. Yeah, solder, all over solder. It looks like... If you were to look at, at him lifting up the menorah, it looks, oh, I could go like this, I could take it apart. But you can't take it apart. This bechidke, it has these grooves, it has these things that look, these little things that look like it could pop off. But it doesn't pop off. Hilkoch, chuyos ben gdoilo, ben So I make a gzera, I say, listen, a large menorah that looks like it come apart like Lego is also even though it can't come apart because you might think in a different situation that you let a hold a Lego-made menorah on Shabbos. So I say, you know what? All menorahs are usur. The large ones are usur. Even though it cannot come apart, but it has these grooves in it, it looks like it's compartmental, whatever the word is. It, it comes together, it has different pieces. Usur to hold on Shabbos. Perhaps it'll take a large menorah, a very heavy menorah, that you can't really lift, so the way to carry it around is have different pieces, different parts that come together. But that's also to do on Shabbos. I made a on everything. Kipligi, where does Rishlokish come in and say that a smaller menorah is mutter? If it's a small menorah, let's say this guy is small, and no one really takes apart a small menorah, because it's small, there's no point of making it out of Lego. You can just carry it wherever you want. And everybody knows this, and nobody's going to confuse this with another menorah. Nobody's going to say, oh, look, Shloimi was holding a small menorah that looked like it come apart. So, Mamela, I could hold a very large menorah that could come apart. Nobody's going to make that mistake. Meir Savar Gazriner, Meir Savar Gazriner, Rebbechen says, there's a blanket, Gzeira, on all menorahs. I don't care what size they are. Rishloki says, no, you can use your common sense. A small menorah, there's no need to make a Gzeira. Fine, that's that story. Going back to what we said yesterday. We said that Rabbi Yochanan holds like Rabbi Yehuda in Mukta, that there is Mukta. Rabbi Shumel Levi Paskin like Rabbi Shimon in Mukta. That's what we said yesterday at the end of the da'af. Now it's going to be an easy sogi. Why? Because we did this. Two days ago. Word for word. Rabbi Yochanan Paskin's halacha kista mishnah. Every time you have an anonymous mishnah, you don't know who it is. That's the halacha. You guys remember the wheel that comes off, the wagon. If this wheel can separate off the wagon, so it's a separate entity, it's a kli by itself. And therefore, we learned, if it can come apart, so if the wagon itself is let's say it drove over a grave, the tumma doesn't transfer to the wheel. And if the wheel went over a grave, the tumma that the wheel has doesn't transfer to the wagon. They're two separate entities. Although they're touching each other, 
Tumma doesn't transfer from one Kli to another. And like we still say, that if you have a very large Kli, like a wagon that's more than 40 saw, it's not Mikabal Tumma. And you measure it by displacing water in a larger vessel, you cannot displace the water of the wheels. It doesn't count for the displacement of the 40 saw. And if this, uh, what is it called, uh, a hoe, uh, there's a better word for it, like a shovel. If you have a clee that sticks over a mace, it's mikabotuma. If the wheels were part of this clee, it would save this from tuma. But since the wheels are not part of this wagon, so by it sticking over the basic forest and the wheels becoming tame, the tuma transfers through the wheels into this tool and the tool becomes tame. Just to clarify, I mentioned quickly and after the shear, somebody was asking me on Zoom later on what I meant. He said it was very simple. I just said that I don't understand Rashi over there because Rashi says this only works when the wheels are taller than the wagon. But when the wheels are shorter than the wagon, this concept doesn't work, and I said, I don't understand why. What's the difference if the wheels are tall or short? Not that I don't understand the concept. I understand the concept. I just didn't understand the difference between tall and short. Fine. Now, this is what's important to our sugya. This line. I cannot move a wheel on Shabbos when the wheel has money in it. Right? We're talking about a wheel that has a base keeble. You could stash away cash in there, and you're not going to move it. So I'm a day, sharia. If there's no money in there, then I could move it. So what's the simple shatter? We got to just grab this, this concept. We're, we're saying that there's money in the wheel when? And if there's no money during Shabbos, in other words, Erev Shabbos, there was money. Somewhere along the line during Shabbos, somebody removed the money from there, a guy came and took the money out. According to Rabbi Yehuda, that would be called According to Rabbi Shimon, so what if there was money there? Right now there's no money, it's not Mukta. So the Gemara is basically telling us that this Mishnah is Rabbi Shimon. Why? Because it says, if there's money there during Ben Hashemashos, but right now, today, there's no money there, because I hold like Reb Shimon that says, just because there was Mukta there during Ben Hashemashos, doesn't mean that the Mukta lasts throughout the whole Shabbos. That's only Reb Shimon. So who does this Mishnah go according to? Reb Shimon. But Reb Yochanan says that the Allah is like Reb Yehuda, that there is Mukta. But Rabbi Yechon also says that the halach is always like a Stam Mishnah. And this Mishnah, Mukhni, is a Stam Mishnah. And it goes according to Rabbi Shimon. So we got a contradiction here. In Rabbi Yechon himself. How could Rabbi Yechon pass in like a Mishnah that's Stam and say that's like Rabbi Shimon when he himself holds like Rabbi Huda? But that's only because of a diok. That you're saying, when is the money there? Beinash Mashas. And if the money is not there during the day, then it's not Mukta. Well, there's another way to learn it. Even though the money was there during Ben Hashemashas. So it's a little bit of a doichak what Reb says. It's not the simple because we learned the mission like that and it was simple to us. Reb learns it a little differently. 
In order not to break Rabbi Yochanan, so we're going to learn the Mishnah differently. If there's money during Ben Hashemashos, yes, then this wheel remains Muktzah the entire Shabbos because of the concept of Rabbi Yehuda. What the Mishnah is saying, if there's no money during Ben Hashemashos, if there was no money during Ben Hashemashos, then this wheel is not Muktzah. And if there's money, the wheel, because a guy put it there, then it's Muktzah. That's what the Mishnah is saying. Not that there was money there during Ben Hashemashos. There wasn't money during Ben Hashemashos. Who told you anything about Ben Hashemashos? It doesn't mention the word Ben Hashemashos, says Reb Zeira. So I could just learn it re regularly. If there's money there on Shabbos, when did it get on Shabbos? Then it's also to move. And if there's no money there, then it's also to move. But if there was money during Ben Hashemashos, it would be also. So the mission does go according to Rabbi Yehuda, not, not Rabbi Shimon. Or Rabbi Shimon Levi. So now the Gemara gives us one of these cryptic sentences. Shimon Levi says, Rebbe once said, he, he gave a psakalacha. He said, a menoira is Reb Shimon Bener. Okay, let's break it down. A menoira, this guy right over here, that you could break apart into different pieces. We said it's muktzah because it looks like something that could come apart. Is like a ner, according to Reb Shimon. What's a ner? We said according to Reb Shimon, if you have a lamp that extinguishes on Shabbos, it's not muktzah. In other words, ner equals not muktzah. So he says a menorah is like a ner. So there's two ways to, to read this. Simple way, like I would read it. Amenoira is not muktzah, like a ner that's not muktzah, right? That's a simple way. There's a more complicated way. Amenoira is muktzah. In other words, Rebbe said two halachas. Amenoira is muktzah, a ner is not muktzah. Now, why would you read it so funny? I didn't understand until I saw Taisus. Because Taisus says, what does it mean? Amenoira is muktzah, it's not muktzah, like a ner that's not muktzah. It's like saying a mirror is not muktzah, like a tomato. What's the connection? There's no connection. A menorah is muktzah because it comes apart. A ner is muktzah because it has a usur done with it. It has a flame. And Reb Shimon says that's not usur. That's not muktzah. So just like he said by a ner, he said by a menorah. What's the connection? Yes, he said this is mutter and this is mutter. But so is. Uh, Eating a donut on Tuesday afternoon is mutter. So say, just like eating a donut on Tuesday afternoon is mutter, so too, menorah. There's no connection. So that's why they said, oh, he actually said two halachas. A menorah is aser, and a ner is mutter. Fine. Ibailu. We don't know what he said. It's cryptic. Did he say one halacha? Or perhaps he said two halachas. A menorah is aser. And there's another halacha. I'm passing like Rib Shimon in a candle that it's mutter, teiko. The Gemara remains in a teiko. Rabbi Malkia ikla lebei Rabbi Simlai. Story. Malkia went to Rabbi Simlai's house. Vitiltil shraga. Any passing like Rib Shimon that an, a, a lamp, once it's extinguished, is no longer mukta. It's only mukta when you have a flame in it, but not after. Vikvid Rabbi Simlai. What are you doing? Why are you passing like Rib Shimon in front of my face? 
Rabbi Yossi Glila, Rabbi Yossi from Glila, Ikla la Asri, same story, but with different people. He went to Rabbi Yossi's house, Rabbi Chanino, Tiltil Shraga, he carried a candle, a lamp, like Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Yossi Rabbi Chanino. And Rabbi Yossi Rabbi Chanino was very upset at it. Now, we said, Rabbi Yossi passing is like Rabbi Yehuda, that there is Moksa, Rabbi Shimon Levi passing is like Rabbi Shimon, that there is no Moksa. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Vohu, Ikla la Asri, Rabbi Shimon Levi. Ravau shows up to Yeshua ben Levi, who passes like Rabbi Shimon. He shows up to his neighborhood. Have a metatal shraga. So then he would carry a lamp like Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi says that we pass like Rabbi Shimon. No mukta, no mukta. Okay, so in your neighbor, I am metatal a lamp. Kiikila asri the Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan passes like Rabbi Yehuda. They have a metatal shraga. So he was makbid on mukta like Rabbi Yehuda. Why did he do this? Wherever he went, he should pass him like himself. Of course, he holds like Rabbi Shimon that there's no Moktzah. I could carry it. But he didn't want to disrespect Rabbi Yechanan, so he refrained from carrying a candle. Rashi just points out, you cannot say the opposite. You can't say that he held like Rabbi Yehuda that it is Moktzah. But when he went to Rabbi Shimon's place, he would carry a, a candelabra. You can't carry muktzah just not to disrespect your Rebbe. You could refrain from carrying something, not to disrespect something. But you can't be over an Avera just to not disrespect Rabbi Shimon Levi. Omer Rabbi Yehuda, Shrago de Mishcha Shari If you have a lamp that you use for olive oil, so it's not so disgusting, so I'm allowed to carry it on Shabbos. Like Rib Shimon, this goes according to Rib Shimon, that just because there was a, a flame here, air of Shabbos by Benish Mashas, doesn't mean that it's Muxa for the rest of Shabbos. So it's not Muxa for the whole Shabbos. Hold on a second, let's see who's here. I'm getting sick of those guys on the first screen. Oh, I see more Chaim. How did Chaim get to the second screen here? I saw him in the first. Dave, oh, because he wanted to be with his brother, David Kornblow. This is not good. Rabbi Rubenstein is on too many days in a row. We've got to do something about that. And Rabbi Eliwad is here. Okay, that's good. Uh, Levi Freeman, I see you on my last screen. That tells me when you got on today. Okay, no, no, Baruch Hashem, you're keeping up to the, the standards. We're not changing anything just because we're at home. Okay, Viter, back to the first screen. Omer Rav Yehuda, Shraga de Mishcha, Shara Litaltula, the Nafta Asr Litaltula. Pay attention here, very important. He says that if you have a lamp that you lit, Neft, I don't know, I think it's kerosene. I saw uh, David Agal sent me that Steinzalt says, that this is actually crude oil. I believe that's what he sent me back then when we learned. That's crude oil. That they were the first ones to discover crude oil, which by the way, I'm not a big mumchen stocks, and I already said that everybody should buy Zoom in the beginning of this thing, and I probably was wrong because the FBI said you shouldn't be marketing. I understand. I, I, but I'm not a mumchen these things. That, that's why I try to stick to real estate, to the things I know. But fine. Crude oil, less than a dollar a barrel. Can you imagine? Uh, but eventually, people are going to need crude oil, right? The, the planes are going to start flying again. I'm just saying, I don't know. 
alpha. It's minus? Yeah. Oh, so obviously I don't know what's flying. Obviously I have no idea what this means. I don't know what that means. Okay. Yeah. So I just, maybe it means futures. Maybe, maybe it's not talking about the... I would think if something's that cheap and people are going to use it tomorrow, then I mean, we'll come back here six months from now. You'll tell me that it's not minus 22. Impossible is minus. If it's, if it's something that's necessary. All right, maybe they have to dump it now and they just, it's, it's costing money to dump. They're producing it. I don't know. Zog Gemara. But listen to this. Why is neft mukta? Think about it for a second. Why is neft mukta? Reb Shimon doesn't subscribe to this so, so, so you used, used neft. No, sorry, another problem. He doesn't hold of muksa machmas meals. There is no muksa machmas meals to Reb Shimon. So something's disgusting. It's really disgusting. It's made out of kerosene. It's not muksa. And we're talking about a Reb Shimon here. So why is it muksa? So Rashi says beautifully. Where's that, that chart over here? First, first one. What's muksa machmas gufay? Something that has zero purpose. A rock. I can't do anything with it. What am I going to do with a rock? Zero. It's not a kli. So this lamp that's disgusting because it's disgusting, I can't serve another purpose. Not because it's muksa, because it's disgusting. Because it's disgusting, I can't do something with it. I'm not going to use it to cover a jar because it's disgusting. I'm not going to use it to put on my table to hold something down because it's disgusting. So therefore it has zero purpose. Oh, now it turns into muks and machmas gufay. That's the pshat, says Rashi. You see, uh, four lines from the bottom, Ava ben after the Mesrach, Afilu Reb Shimon Moida, the Lechazi Elo He doesn't say Reb Shimon Moida, the muks and machmas mios, because Reb Shimon doesn't hold the muks and machmas mios. The Lechazi Elo Lemachtoi, it has only one purpose, and that purpose is God, and Mimela, it's mukta. Rabbi Yosef, again, we're going back to Rabbi Yosef. We're becoming more and more familiar with them. The end of Brachas, last half in Brachas, Rabbi Oikir Harim, Sinai Oikir Harim, Rabbi Yosef, one was a Rashi for 22 years, one was two and a half years. They were buddies. Rabbi Yosef, the Naftanami, Sharit Al Tula. You're allowed to be metaltal, this lamp that you use with kerosene oil. Why? This is the Gemara, beautiful story. Really great story. Rav Avio ikla lebei Rava. Rav Avio was a guest by Rava. Have a mi In those days, and we learned a few times, their shoes were full of mud. I mean, think about it. There were no streets, there were no sidewalks. You're walking from house to house, just tromping in the, in the mud. Just, your shoes are just full of mud. So, so his people, the Gabe says, oh, sit down, sit down over here. He takes a seat. And what does he do? He takes his shoes, his dirty, disgusting, muddy shoe, and puts it on Rav's bed. What would you do? If your guest came to your house and took his muddy shoes and put it on your couch. Ikbad Rava. Rava was very upset at him. Boy, it's So what do you do if you're upset? You could punch the guy in the face. Or you could ask him kashas in Gemara. And you put him in his place. You embarrass him. You show him who's boss. Says the Gemara, Omar Lehi. So Rav starts questioning him. He puts him through the grinder. He asks him, My time, Rabbi Yosef, explain how to this, this candle that was lit with neft. Mm, it's mukta. Why, why should you be able to do it? 
I could take this nasty lamp and cover a jar with it. Oh, says Rav That's a terrible answer. Because then I could take every rack in the world and make racks not mukta. I could cover my, my jar with a rack. It serves a purpose. What are you talking about, Rava? This lamp is a kli. So yes, it's far-fetched melacha, it's a far-fetched utility, but nevertheless, I could take one kli and use it for another thing. Stones have no purpose at all, so I can't create a purpose for it with something that's not a kli to begin with. Let's turn the page. Jewelry. You have bracelets, nose rings, rings, jewelry. So the halacha is, we're going to learn later on, that some jewelry, the expensive stuff, is also for a woman to wear on Shabbos. She might go out into Rosh Hashanah and she'll show off to her friend, she'll remove it in Rosh Hashanah. No jewelry for her. Not only that, in her own backyard, she's not allowed to wear the jewelry. However, she's allowed to carry the jewelry. But why is she allowed to carry the jewelry? Says the Gemara. Because, yes, her $10,000 diamond necklace is meant to wear, but guess what? You can take that diamond necklace and cover a $2 jar of salt. So it has some sort of purpose. But it's only because it's a cleat to start out with. Even Ula says, since it has a tyrant's cleola, it's a kli. In other words, so here also it has a shem kli. Very good. So he answered it beautifully. I'm so excited that Rava failed in embarrassing Ravavi. It would have been a tremendous problem here had he been had he been embarrassed. I don't know what would have happened. Who knows what? So I saw a beautiful pshat here from the Chsam Soifer in the Mesifta. He brings it down. Mom is beautiful. He says, why did Rav ask him this question and who says it would embarrass him? So he doesn't know exactly this b'risa. He says beautifully, Rav was trying to set him up. Rav says, why, why did Rabbi Rav Yosef say that you're allowed to carry a lamp? Rav wanted him to say, hey, you Rav, Say on Daf Kufnun Dalid. So, so I said this over to my Chabrusa. I was looking at my Chabrusa. I said, You know the Chsam Soifer? He says, No. So I said, Listen to this beautiful Chsam Soifer. Tell him it over. He says, uh, My, my Chabrusa is Yididi Kramer. His father in law might be on today. So I have to say this myself. He tells me, Daf Kufnun Dalid. No, it's not on Daf Kufnun Dalid. What you're talking about is on Daf Kufchav Bezam Bez. On the spot, he told that to me. And I looked it up. He was right. The Mesifta just made a mistake. It says Daf Kufnun Dalid is Daf Kufchav Bez. But anyway, on the base on the bottom, he said, and he was right. The Gemara over there says that the Rav's Talmidim took a piece of shard, a piece of mukta, sort of, and they scraped off Rav's boots on Shabbos. And it's just a very interesting lesson over there because people start complaining, look at your Talmidim, they're touching mukta. So Rav said, not only do they not know how to learn, but they want to paskan alacha, so beautiful, great. Rav wanted Rav Avia to say, hey, you and Daf Kufchov Bey say that you're allowed to use a piece of cheres, a broken piece of cheres to, to, to and then Rubber would say, oh yeah, you're allowed to use a piece of cheres? So 
Why didn't you use your piece of cheres before you put your dirty shoes on my couch? You should not use a piece of cheres. You should only use a whole kli. So really put rub in his place, kind of. And that's what Rav Nachman said, Oh, Baruch Hashem, he got a good b'raisa, he remembered this b'raisa, and Rav's trick didn't work. But it was a very, it's a very cheshmendik thing. Then that's not asking a question. Hey, what's the halach about this and this mukta? He wanted him to say, oh, you're allowed to scrape your shoes. And then once he scraped your shoes, by the way, you forgot to scrape your shoes before you came to my house. Ramele, it reminds me of a story. Rabbi Khan Vasserman once went into, I think, uh, who says this? It's brought down one of those uh, spar from, what was that short rabbi's name? Gary. Uh, no? The, 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 the Magi kid. Yagel Galinsky, thank you, thank you. I believe he says this. He wants to. He says, "What are you doing? You're supposed to knock from the front door." He says, "No, I, my my boots are full of snow." He says, "Are you crazy? You didn't say that." He says, "I can't believe the rub." I teach my kids that Torah comes first, and and Achnasas Archem, and and Kavod Torah, and you're going to come through here. I need you to go from the front door. So he walked him out to the front of the house, and he walked, and he stomped through his carpets, and he says, "Oh," and it says over there, Yagel Galinsky. Says that all guys, the, this Balabas's kids became tremendous. They married big time. Anyways, fine, dirty boots in somebody's house. Or Rabba, Tanya. So Abaya, notice, first he asks Rabba. And who's Rabba's buddy? Rav Yosef. So later on, he's going to ask Akasha to Rav Yosef. Tanya, Moisar Hashem Matir. If you have leftover oil after the fire is extinguished, that oil, according to Reb Shimon, is not mukta. We said though that in the large kli it is mukta. Reb Shimon, Oimer, Kol Let's just say this outside real quickly. You have a bchar. You have a firstborn animal. Doesn't matter what kind of animal: a cow, a goat, a sheep. The firstborn goes to the kayan. The kayan takes it to the beisamigdash. What if that animal has a mum? You take it to a rabbi, a chacham. And the Chacham decides whether or not it's a mum. If there's a mum, it's the Kayans. The Kayan could check it in his house. What happens if you find out that this animal has a mum, Ayantif? Even Rib Shimon holds that this animal is mukta. Rib Shimon, who doesn't subscribe to any mukta usually, this one is mukta. Why? Because he didn't anticipate it. As we discussed yesterday, Rib Shimon holds you have to anticipate. So let's see inside. If you cannot detect the mom before Shayyantif, even if a rabbi would tell you, yes, it's a good mom, a rabbi is not allowed to paskin this halacha Yantif. It's also for him. Let's say he was over at Isra and he said, by the way, that's a mom. He cannot take that animal and shecht it. It's mukta. So the Gemara asks, what's the difference? Why is an animal mukta according to Reb Shimon? Because he didn't anticipate it. But the leftover oil that started out as an iser, like an animal, a bchari, you can't shech before yantif. And all of a sudden it became mutter on yantif to shech. No, it's mukta. But this oil started out as mukta, and now all of a sudden I'm saying I'm allowed to use the oil. So the Gemara, a very simple distinction. A person knows that it's not going to burn all his oil. He's going to have some oil left over. He's sitting and waiting. When can I use my oil? He anticipates it. Who says this is going to happen? Three steps. Even if it will have a mom, who says it's a permanent mom? 
Who says I'll find a professional that's going to tell me that I could use it? Therefore, Faisal points out, you don't need three of these. One is enough, as long as I don't have... Mephirim is to annul completely, to say that the nether never happened to begin with. Or, I could go to a Chacham and say, listen, the Chacham say, well, if you knew this and this happened, would you do it? No, okay, so you're, sh- you're making a Shaila on it. You're not annulling it. You're not saying it never happened. You're saying, had you know, fine. This is for food. If a person, for instance, if a, if a lady says, I swear on the diet today, I'm not eating on Shabbos, but she needs to eat. So it's L'Tzorich Shabbos, I could be made for the net. But she's not anticipating somebody's going to undo her nether. Maybe, maybe her husband's like a chacham. Maybe her husband will say, no, I need to punish you. You need to be on a diet. You gained a little weight over your hunter. Stay on your diet. It's beautiful that you made that. What's the point? The point, anticipate a third party. You don't know what the third party's going to do. When it's in your control, great. You can anticipate. But it's, it's dependent on your husband. So there's no patient. Says Gemara, there is. Hosang the Rab Pinchas Mishmir the Rabbah, the Rab Pinchas Mishmir the Rabbah, Kalanu Deres, Abdas Balo in Yadaris. A woman is soimach on her husband 100%. She only makes the nether because she, antici- she does anticipate. It's not like, oh, maybe I won't find the rabbi. That's a good anticipation. Over here, she knows her husband is going to relieve her of this nether, and therefore, it's a good anticipation, even though it's a third party, it's her husband at the end of the day. Fine, it's just a very interesting machlag, so not going to go into it because we're running out of time. Since it's muksa for her, does it become muksa for other people? Taisa says no, it's muksa for her, but the whole world could eat that food. She, didn't, she made a nether for herself. Yes, you're right, it's bagel, but everybody else could eat that bagel. There is a rand that says no, it's muksa for everybody. Toshma. What about this man? Forget about a woman. A man could be made for his nether on Shabbos if it's food for Shabbos. Who says that the Chacham will comply? Says the Gemara. All you need is three simple people. It's very easy to find three people. Maybe not in our days, but in the usual Shabbos, you go to Shul, you find three people, and they'll be they'll give you Atar Sandar. Who says you'll find a professional? To find the professional is hard. What about a Bachar? You could have three people to say that it's a mum. That's only in a mum, like a missing limb, something really extreme, then three shaitan could say, oh, by the way, it's missing a leg. But when it comes to delicate mumim, that you need a mumcha. Rami lay Abay Rav Yosef, and here Abay is asking his partner, Rav Yosef. So we went through this very simple surya. We learned in the Mishnah that even Rav Shimon holds that while the flame is on, then the lamp is mukta. Why? So Rashi on the spot over there says, because you might extinguish it. And I mentioned the end of the sugya. The end of the sugya is not because you're going to extinguish it, because it's a basis l'davar asr. The lamp is holding the, the wick, which is holding the flame, and the flame is also to touch because you might extinguish it. So Mela, the basis, the basis, the support is mukta. Let's see it inside. It seems like if it's not extinguished, it's mukta. My timer says the Gemara. The Havamina is Dilma Bahadid the Nakil Kafsa because you'll extinguish the flame. Ask the Gemara, what's the big deal? So what if you extinguish it? 
The famous Reb Shimon, the Sanya Reb Shimon, I could drag a bench even though I create a groove on Shabbos. So what if I walk with a flame and the flame gets extinguished? Maybe. No, there's a difference. When Maybe I'll make a distinction. If it's a Isidaraisa, like extinguishing a flame, like our case, walking with a fire, then Rib Shimon will say, no, there is no such thing as Dovashay Miskavan. You just extinguish the flame. When did he say his Allah? By dragging a bench. Now making a groove in the ground is a Isidaraisa. But not in this case. Because the Shalaikid Derech, nobody digs with a bench. So that becomes a Dirabbanan. So maybe all the case of Dirabbanan, of dragging a bench, says Rib Shimon, if you're not Mechavin, it's Mutter. But in our case, it's Asher. So maybe it is a problem to be Mechaba. And that's the reason why he says, you shouldn't hold a candle as a light. Masa Rava, and we had the Sugi as well, Moichrik was Moichim Kedarkon, if you're selling, you're peddling weir, and it's shotness, it's a, it's a daisa, you wear it. You're, you're, you're trying to sell clothing, you let it put it on. Don't let it protect you from the elements, from the rain and from the sun. You shouldn't have kavana for that. That's But the tzaddikim, they would put their clothing on a stick. What do you mean? Shatnas is the raisa. So you see, there's no difference. Even in the Dairaisa, Rabbi Shimon says, as long as you're not mechavin, it's mutter. So here it should be mutter to walk with the flame. And if it extinguishes, he'll say you're completely potter. Elomarovi, you're right. It's not because it's not extinguished. One line, and we're done for today. Since, hold on. So we'll leave it on for a minute. Since this wick is, uh, is, is mukta, the flame is mukta, and the wick is holding the flame, and the lamp is holding the wick, so it becomes a basis, it's a support for a dover also, and that even Rib Shimon admits that there's mukta on basis. Like we said yesterday, Rib Shimon admits in Muktzah Gufai, and also the wheel, any basis is also also according to Rib Shimon, have a wonderful day, Noam, take it away please. No, I'm going to film. Shalom, Alois, my mother, Kimbo, Zichadi, no. Shalom, Alois, my mother, Kimbo, Zichadi, no. No, but you want people to be able to read what's behind me. No, the Ilu Nishmas, if you mirror it, you can't read it.
Thank you guys.